Welcome to Training for Manhood, an ongoing exploration and adventure intended to be fast, fun, and formative for guys who desire to be the best men they can. Young or old, there are always areas for improvement, growth, and maturity. We hope you'll pay attention and put into practice the useful advice you hear on this podcast. But remember, the goal isn't just to listen, but to do what you learn. Welcome to Training for Manhood. All right, welcome back to Training for Manhood. This is Dan Panetti. I've got a new friend, Hunter Dane, um, and it's not spelled Dane. So, so when I when I put this in the show notes, yes. people are going to look at it and they're going to say Hunter Dean Den. Den. That's what they're going to say. It's D E H N. D E H N. But you said it's got some German roots to it. Yes. Right. G- so German. obviously, if it's if it's French or German, we know that it's obviously going to be mispronounced. Correct. And the letters aren't going to help us. Correct. Right? So they don't know where vowels and consonants yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. They didn't go to PCA. No, they didn't. But, yeah. but they have a they have a good guttural. Yes. Right? So it'd be like. Dane. My, my German grandfather yes. would have been like, dang. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So somehow we got D-H-A Actually, more like a great grandfather, but whatever. Probably, Who's yeah, counting? Yeah. Right. Whatever he was in there. Yes. Um, anyway, but you're in the real estate market. Yes. Uh, and I want to help young men um, think about um, how to right, how to get into that home, how to get into the real estate, how to buy their first home, all those different things. So um, tell, us a little, tell us a little bit about your background. Um, and kind of how you got into the real estate market, and then we're going to help some young guys and give them some wisdom and advice. Absolutely. So born and raised in the Dallas area, um, went to Baylor University. Yeah. As soon as I graduated. Go Bears. From, yeah, Sikkim Bears. Bears. As, soon, <laughs> as soon as I graduated, I went. Which, which is funny because people are listening to this that aren't in Texas. Yeah. Right? They have no idea what they're we're They're like, what, Sikkim Bears? Bears? I don't get it. You know, yeah. what Bears? Yeah. You know, yeah. there's no which, Bears in Texas. Which, by the way, one of my friends was the Bear... I don't know what they even call handler. it. Handler. Handler. Yes. Like the bear handler yes. at Baylor. So like he got. When? Um, Maybe I saw him getting drug across campus at some point in time. <laughs> <laughs> but I always thought that would be like such a cool, like in college, what did you do? It's like, how's the bear handler? Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Anyway. I'd always be like, the bear might eat me. I don't know, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, always thought about that. I went to UT and they had the Longhorn. Yeah. Right? And have you ever seen, you know. Bevo. And, oh, yeah, Bevo. Yeah. And when those guys walk that thing out, you're like, they always tell us it's like, it's sort of sedated. I would like, hope so. Right? It's like, yeah. Yeah. one, I would hope so. And two, right, what does sedated mean to, a, you know, a half-ton, like, animal? I know, that thing's huge. Yeah, like, 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 yeah. like, but, like, I always think of, like, what go, like the videos you see of Pamplona running with the bulls. Yes. I'm like, I was like, if that thing, like, lets loose, so, yeah. man, there's going to be some we're, problems. Yeah, we're getting like, out of here. Yeah, fast. absolutely. <laughs> and the guy who's got to, like, wrangle that thing, good luck. I would just let go and run away. Good luck, man. Have fun with that. All yes. right, so, okay, back to the okay. estate. Um, you yes. graduated from Baylor. Yes. And then went into kind of. I went to work for a, a local home building company called okay. Goodman Homes. And, um, you know, I when I graduated, I rented a, a room from a buddy in his place. And, like, one of my desires, and, of course, I'm in real estate mm-hmm. and working for a home builder. I was like, man, I need to have a place of my own. You know, I yes. need to have my castle, you yes. know. It's like to be a man, I'm not a man yet until I buy my house, right. you know. And so um, for me... That was a ninety thousand dollar condo in you know in North Dallas, right and on. it was it was old and it was smelled like smoke and I you know it, it was but 
I was it, like, is it still there? Can you go uh, back to it? Oh, and drive yeah. By it? Oh, okay. my gosh. It's actually, it's that, so like I drive by, like, show I, the kids. Oh, man. That's where dad started out. You know what's funny? It's oh. actually, th- those condos have gone through a little bit of a revitalization. And so now okay. it's like that $90,000 condo would be like $300,000 today. Oh, oh yeah, God. totally. Yeah. So it's, um, it wasn't that. When you were there, it was not that. It was especially not the one that I bought. Yeah. You know, I got when, a, I got I a moved, deal. When I moved down to Dallas, yep. okay, um, uh, my wife and I were going to get married, and she was living with a roommate, and we just needed something cheap for me. Yes, right, just a, you know, a place at night I can go and you know, yes. put my head down, go to sleep. Right. So my wife was looking around for places, and she was trying to get something like for four hundred dollars or less a month. Right. So now, if you're in Dallas and it's under $400 a month. It's a cardboard box. It's, yeah. <laughs> and it's, or it's, it's got wheels on yeah, it. Yeah, it's not really a very nice place. There are yeah. a couple of places I was like, okay, I'm glad I'm carrying because I don't even know. I mean, like, uh, what? And this totally. was during the day. Totally, right. We, we did find a place. I think I, it was 450 a month. for. An Where apartment. at? Um, it was uh, right at Hillcrest and Arapahoe. Okay. Down by the old Preston yeah. Baptist Church. Yeah. Um, the, the best thing about the, uh, the location that we were at was, it had a swimming pool, right? It had a workout room, and I was like, "Oh, this is great and everything." Um, but every once in a while, I'd go down to the pool, um, and there were like really, really, really old people <laughs> that were living in that apartment yeah. complex. Right? Like, uh, this is not a hip happening place, but it was four fifty a month. So. Hey, man! That, but see, here's the thing: what I'll get into later. Yes. What's important is delayed gratification. We'll get right? into it now, Everybody, right? Like, so you're, you're graduating from college, and yeah. I, you said, I want to buy my house, I want to buy my castle, yep. but is that the time that you want to go make the big investment, put a bunch of money down right, to buy that big investment, or what, do you, what is your strategy for getting to the point where you need to get to? Exactly. So to me, I tell, anytime I have conversations with new grads, or I mean, sometimes they're not always new grads, just uh, people that haven't bought their first house yet, right. get your financial house in order. Okay. First, and what right? That, what does that mean? What that, is getting so my financial getting house Getting your in order financial order? house in order to me is trying to get yourself as much out of debt as humanly possible, right? Okay. Debt, like I am a big subscriber to the Dave Ramsey, yeah. like, you yeah, know, they're it, they're it, you know, hey, I get does, it. Does There's, school debt count though? Like, I just got out of school, I've got a bunch of school debt. Look, what it, you're saying it, is don't it, add any more it, to that. In general, less debt is better than more debt, so, okay? Yep, so there's always exceptions, right? Good life principle. Less debt is better than more debt. So if you are in debt, don't go trying and adding on more short-term bad debt, right? Which would be? So anything having to do with credit, like credit cards, be very, very careful with credit cards, right? Mm -hmm. Young kids get themselves into so much trouble with credit cards. Even though you can get nice reward points. And interest rates are really high on credit cards. They're insanely high. A lot of credit cards are around 20, 20, 20%, right? So if you have a credit card, don't ever revolve a balance. If you can't afford to pay your balance off at the end of the month, you shouldn't be using it, right? Yeah. And so Good that's advice. that's the first thing. Uh, second thing is your car that you drive doesn't make you as cool as you think it does, okay? I can tell you the most expensive house I ever listed was on right off straight lane. Mm-hmm. It was $29,995,000. I was driving a five-year-old Chevy Tahoe when I listed that house. You know, everybody thinks, oh, if you're successful, you've know, yeah. you got to drive the nicest car. No, don't yeah. get me wrong. I I still have that Tahoe today. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And I also have a newer car that I drive clients sure. around. But it, the thing is, 
if you're financially wise. Do you want to sell that Tahoe, by the way? Heck I got, no, man. I got, I, got, I got a 16-year-old son who needs a Tahoe. We'll talk I'm, about this after. I'm saving that Tahoe <laughs> for my 11-year-old oh, when he turns man. 16. All right, all right. But, um, but that's, the, that's good wisdom. Right. right? The, 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 the delayed gratification, right? Don't buy a bunch of stuff that you don't need. And if you need something, maybe buy, right, you know, the, the used version of the car, the whatever, because you want to save up for the opportunity to be able to buy a house. Because we talked about... Right, the whole idea of rent versus buying, yep. you want to rent for as little as possible, as short as possible. Correct. R- rent, renting is a Band-Aid, right? Yep. Sometimes you need a Band-Aid, sure. and you're, the Band-Aid is good for that, but right. you don't want to have a gaping wound for the rest of your life, sure. right? Yep. So renting, totally fine when it's time for that, but you should be renting. You should be renting to save money. So if you go out and get a $2,000 a month apartment and that's all you can afford and you're spending all your money on that apartment, you're not building a, a, a savings account. So wait, say that You want to be renting to save money. Renting to save that's money. That's the philosophy. Renting, renting to, to save, save money. money. So if you're, if you're renting and you're spending all your money on the rent, you're not you're not moving forward. You're, you're not making forward. you're not making progress. Yeah. You're not making that's progress good. towards manhood, right? Good wisdom. Yep. So if you need to rent a room from a buddy, like, hey, one of my first, I won't even tell you the nickname we had for my first roommate, okay? You know, um, and- Mr. Clean. And, and, and if you are listening to this podcast, I love you, buddy, you're great. But like, I would come home and he would have like pre-cooked frozen chicken wings that he was eating and he would bite it and drop the, the, the bone on the floor, on the carpet. I'm like, yeah. that is disgusting. Yeah. But my rent, our total rent was 700 a month split in half oh so mine was 350 bucks a month and so i was like you know what i saved some money paying 350 bucks a month living with someone who's a little sloppy and nasty not a great long-term solution to live with him but i was able to build up some savings pay off a little bit of debt that i had so that when the time came you know to buy that ninety thousand dollar condo I had money to put down to be able to qualify for the loan. So when you go to get a loan, yes. two things are really important. Your debt to income ratio, which is how much they look at how much money you make every month right. after taxes. Right. And they say, how much are you already stuck paying to your existing obligations? So how, yes, your school, how much you paying in school loans, how much you paying okay. in car payment, everything else. Yeah. So if I'm and, making 60 grand a year and I've already got all these debt expenses, that's eating up all that income. Nobody wants to give me another one. Correct. Loan. Yeah. You're a bad investment yeah. from a banking perspective, gotcha. right? And then they want to see, you know, they, the banks want to see that you can actually save up some money and put have some equity, some skin in the game, yeah. right? Yeah. And so the great news is the government has a program called the FHA loan program that only requires you to come up with 3.5% of the purchase price as a down payment when you go to buy something. Okay. So if you buy a $100,000 condo, you only have to come up with $3,500 plus some closing costs. Now, you need to have more money than that, right? Right. You need to have, I mean, I believe everybody should have six months worth of, say, you know, six months of essential bills in their, in cash at all time in their account, savings account or checking account. Okay. But regardless, if you're going to buy, you need to have a three and a half percent down payment and you need to have at least a couple months worth of reserves um, as well. So having that money saved up. So with housing costs where they're at, you know, a $300,000 
um, condo or house, you know, you're looking at needing to have ten and a half, eleven thousand dollars as your down payment plus a little more. So okay. that's kind of the goal is work towards eliminating your debt or your fixed obligation monthly obligations right. and increasing that savings account. Okay. So now when I when I start looking, um, and I've, I'm, I'm taking care of my financial house. Yep. Um, and then I, I save that up, and now I'm starting to look for a home. Um, what kind of things am I looking for uh, in terms of a home? Like um, how much of my salary, right? I mean, yep. if I have a $100,000 income, am I looking at being able to afford a you know, $200,000 home? Is there a rule of thumb that goes there? And what are the things that I'm looking for in a home? Do I, do I want to buy an older home? Do I want to buy a new home that you know, I can just move into? I know there's a lot of preferences in there. But you've, you've worked with a lot of different people. What do you see people doing that makes sense? So, uh, again, there is no one shoe that fits all, right. okay? Um, my belief is location is most important, right? Okay. Look at where you go to church, where you work, where you like to go out to eat, yeah. you know, where yeah. your friends live, yeah. and try to be as, as reasonably close as possible. Right. Now, if you're an hour and a half from there right. and you're buying a home, you may not be as happy as you think. Not be, yeah. Now, having said that, if all your friends live in Highland Park and that's where you work, you may not be able to afford something right. in Highland Park for a while, so it's okay to it's okay to live beyond, you know, outside yeah. of that yeah. immediate area, but location's most important. And then you've got to do some soul searching. Uh, some people are handy and like to try to add value, which I think is great. Anytime that you're comfortable adding value, whether it's painting or maybe doing a little bit of tile work or yep. uh, doing some landscaping work or whatever, look for something where you can go in and add equity through improving it through sweat equity, right? right. And what I'm saying is like, hey, if you can go, if you got a couple hours every weekend to work on the place, you can immediately add value to your investment. But if that's not you, not everybody's handy. No, totally. And uh, for the people that aren't handy and don't think they can learn to be handy, uh, you might be opening up a can of worms getting into something. So if you're not handy, find the more move-in ready. Place. Find something that's smaller, yep. you know, and more move-in ready, yep. and say, hey, this is great. It's going to be convenient, and I'm not going to be spending a fortune or all my time trying to learn how to fix this up yeah yeah i just uh just had some friends we visited their house that they just bought yeah and you walk in and it, it just it it reeks of 1970s right right you walk in you're like oh my god it's so dark there's popcorn ceilings which i was like who who created Acoustic. that right, right. <laughs> acoustical <laughs> texture yes. is what they call it is the oh, worst is it is? yeah yeah popcorn we need to, we need it's to the find worst. that person and and you know they should be you know banned for life because that is the worst but it was never good. No, it was never. Yeah. But like I've I've scraped it off our ceilings, yeah. right? And I can do that. Right. It's really not that hard. It, it's time it's consuming. Messy it's and time messy, consuming, right? but it's but an immediate improvement. Immediate improvement, and yep. then painting. Yeah. Right. Painting's not that hard. Painting's if you can not paint, that hard. You throw some paint up on a wall, and it makes everything look better. Now, when you walk into the kitchen and you go, <gasps> "Whoa!" Like those appliances. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, it's like we need to shoot a you know a '70s TV show here. Yes. Because those are the appliances that I grew up with as a kid. Now, maybe nothing like the olive, olive oh green, goodness, yes. you know, There's or the, the, the avocado, avocado green yes. and the yellow oh, and, so and, the, or, and the orange for mica. That was just amazing. Bad. Right. Bad. Yes. Now, amazingly I've, bad. It's funny. I've tiled over. Yep. Granite tiled over. Totally. Right? Or I've done the my, same thing. Yeah. On and it, it was my, yeah. beautiful. Works it was great. fantastic. It was great. So I think those are things that, yeah, if you're a little bit handy as yep. a guy and you think, hey, look at this. This is a, you know, may not look super appealing right from the house standpoint, but I can fix it up a little bit. Those are things that you can look at. But if you're yeah, not why, handy, 
Watch a YouTube. If you are a little, oh, yeah. can't, let's say you don't oh, know how to tile a YouTube countertop, but it. you're good at figuring stuff out. Yep. Watch YouTube. It will teach you yeah. step by step. Yeah. There's somebody on there who's done it. <laughs> guaranteed. And they, they, yeah. Here's the ten things I did as a mistake. Right? They got it eliminated all of those for you, and it makes it so much easier. Please just so be very fantastic. careful watching YouTube videos and attempting to do plumbing, or electrical, or anything having to do with natural gas lines. Yes. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. No, the electrical. Yeah, I've learned. Um, anyway, so um, what else in terms of? Um, we talked about the difference between renting and buying. We want to rent for a short time. Yep. We rent to save. Correct. Uh, when we move into buying, um, location, you said, is, is super important. Yep. Any other things that we want to look at in terms of? So, yes. Uh, if you're buying a house, one thing that you need to be really careful of, uh, a lot of the houses in the late 60s and early 70s and going into the early 80s, they transition from doing pier and beam foundations, okay. foundations that have a little crawl space underneath yep. the floor, yep. to slab foundations. And a lot of those early slab foundations and all that stuff, they had cast iron plumbing pipes, you know, which sounds really neat and strong, but cast iron weakens over time. Oh. And so cast iron pipes are good for 30 to 40 years, and then they start to crack and get roots growing up through them. Oh, so especially the, the, the slab, in a, in a pier and beam foundation, you can crawl under it, fix you it. can see, you yep. can fix it, it's easy. In a slab, you but when it's poured into concrete, yep. a lot of times people have to actually dig tunnels underneath your house to fix it, and it can be very costly, but if you don't fix it, roots get in there, and then your sewage backs up into your house, which can be exceptionally uh, not inviting. Yes. Yes, and yes. So, so the thing is, if you're looking at homes that are you know, slab foundations and older than 30 years, you definitely wanna have a plumber it will either do a hydrostatic test on, you know, to make sure that this, the sewer lines are holding water, that they don't have cracks or leaks in them, or send a camera down through them to make sure they don't see any breaks or, or roots growing in. Um, and when you're walking around those houses, look over the, the top above doors and windows, houses that have foundation movement, you'll first see cracking yeah. right over the corners, the top corners of doors and windows. You'll see the sheetrock. Cracking, buckling, whatever. Yep. That's the weak point in these homes. So that's especially if it's a two-story house, go on the second floor because if you look, ask your geometry teacher an angle as you go up and get further out from wherever what the base of it, mm -hmm. it, it it gets greater. Okay. You know, the distance gets greater. So um, again, you'll always ha you'll get you know any good agent will tell you to make sure and get a home inspection stuff like that. But that is one big thing to keep an eye out if you're looking at older slab foundation homes. And if anybody has a question whether you do business with me or not, it doesn't like give me a call. I'll be happy to talk you through it, explain more. So um, now most of my listeners are here in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Yep. Some of the listeners are in other states. Yep. Um, how much does it change, right, as you go from? county to county, state to state, and you spread out, right? It, the it, real estate market, you really need to have somebody who's an expert in you your want, market, You right? want a local expert, local absolutely. Yep. So like, I, I'm technically licensed to do business anywhere in Texas, but like if someone called me up in San Angelo and they wanted me, like, like, I don't know anything about that. I don't really know, like my cousin bought a house in Austin mm -hmm. and he asked me to help him. I'm like, buddy, I can help do the paperwork, right. but I know zero about that market so you have to understand you'd be I'd, i'm you know more about it than i do right. which is a scary thing so yeah. this kind of investment you want a local expert you know in colorado 
There's a lot of areas that have issues with like radon gas and they have basements, which we don't have here. Their soil is totally different. There's all sorts of stuff that if I went to Colorado, I wouldn't have a clue, yeah. you know, how to help people. So finding a good uh, local agent is worth its weight in gold. Yeah. And don't, don't be penny wise and pound foolish and say, hey, I can go online and I can fill out a form and I can get, you know, representation where they'll kick me back the majority of their commission. You know, you're going to get what you pay for in pretty much any industry, you know. So uh, it's worth having valuable advice and wisdom just go ahead and use somebody that's good at what they're doing. Yeah. Now, it's kind of funny. When I came down from Wisconsin, um, that's the one thing I noticed about Texas is no basements. Right. Because in Wisconsin, the basement is literally where I spent probably most of my childhood growing up. Yep. Was in a basement. Right. I mean, it was just so much. And then you come down here, like, where are all the basements? But <laughs> they, they do exist in Texas. I've, in some I've, places. I've helped build a number of houses with basements, but it's extremely expensive yeah. because of the soil and the humidity conditions that we have yeah. here. Kind of funny, kind of funny. Any other advice for a young man um, graduated from wherever, University of? Yep. And he's about to go out there. We talked about getting your financial house in order. Um, renting for, is for saving, right? Um, and then finding a good expert, uh, real estate expert in your area, um, making sure that you've got enough money to put down uh, to make that initial investment. Um, anything else about, like, how much home should I buy compared to how much money I make? So, actually, the, the thing to do is definitely get to find a good, knowledgeable lender okay. early. Okay. I mean, I tell people... Get pre-approved and things well, like that? Well, even, even, like, I mean, the time that you start, like, as soon as you graduate, not everybody's financially responsible in college. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they do damage to their credit okay. in college that takes a while to unwind. Yeah. So the first thing I would do is go to one of those free credit check, you know, Experian, yeah, a yeah. lot of the transunions, so there's three big credit reporting agencies and all of them will allow you to pull a free credit report on yourself. Right. Go ahead, pull a credit report on yourself, see if there's any, and either talk to a parent, talk to a, go ahead and show it to a lender, call me, talk to a realtor and find out hey, is there anything in here that's going to cause me problems? Because if there is, there are ways to take care of stuff and get stuff off your credit right. or work towards building fresh new credit. You know, the, the banks want to see that you've had multiple credit lines. So one other thing people don't realize, as much as I'm an anti-debt, anti-credit card person, if you have zero lines of credit, you have zero credit history, the banks don't want to loan you any money either because they don't know that you can be responsible with it. So show responsibility. Show responsibility. Yep. Get a credit card maybe with a very with a low limit, yep. right, that you can be responsible with and never let it get above 50%. So if you have a limit of $1,000, like my 21-year-old daughter who just got married mm -hmm. back in January, uh, her husband has never borrowed money for anything ever. And so I've been, since she was 18, I helped her get a credit card and start building credit. She had an excellent credit. So she's got a he, credit score. <laughs> she, he had none. He, she's got a great credit score. Yeah. He has none, but that's, he's always paid cash, which is fine. I'm like, hey, fine. I love that. Yeah. But, um, you know. Hard so to we, do when you buy a house, though. Hard to do when you buy a house. Yeah. So, and the other thing, if you show that you, you never carry a balance, you never let the balance get above halfway, that shows a lot of responsibility. So my daughter, she had a credit limit of $1,000. I was watching, I had access to it, yep. and anytime it hit 500, I'm like, even if it's mid-month, go ahead and pay it down. 
by okay. showing that you're keeping it below 50% of what you could spend, yeah. the banks love that. Uh, They're like, oh, this is a fiscally responsible person. Good. She would still pay it off at the end of the month either way, but once it gets above 50% of what you could spend, the bank goes, ooh, they're getting a little risky here. Mm. So even if you have to pay bi-monthly or pay it off, monitor that, but get a, get a small credit card. Also, um, just getting a utility bill in your name helps, you know, and make sure and put it on yep. auto pay. Yep. So that's a credit line. They want to see uh, at least 12 months of credit history where you're paying on something on a regular basis for 12 consistent months without any late payments. And then your credit score is going to go way up, which is going to give you a better interest rate and help you qualify for a loan sooner and easier. That's awesome. Hunter, yeah. this is so helpful for our guys out there who are making these uh, life decisions and uh, you know moving from boyhood to manhood, yep. taking responsibility. Uh, and you're right, though, having a home and having a place where you're going to live and you're going to raise your family and you're going to, you're going to do so much of your life is such an important uh, decision and investment in your life that you want to be uh, fiscally responsibly, uh, responsible for what God has given you. Yep. Um, and some of these tips are just real helpful for our guys to kind of think through. Um, but uh, I'll put your uh, name and number and all the different things in the show notes so people can reach out to you, especially if they're in the, uh, uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex area. Well, hey, look, I mean, seriously, the, um, it doesn't matter if they're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I, Zig Ziglar, uh, who's one of like yeah. was one of my heroes when Love I him. first got in the business. Yep. I used to listen to his CDs on the way to work every <laughs> single day. See you at the top. Read his yes. book. I've actually yes. read the books. And he's like, and he used to always say something stuck with me. If you help enough other people get what they want, you will get what you want. Amen. And that has been so true. So I want you guys to know. I don't care if you're in Colorado and you're never going to move to Dallas or you're New York or Australia or whatever. Feel free to call or email me. I'd love to help you out regardless if we ever do business. Hunter, I appreciate your time. All right, take care. Thank you for listening to Training for Manhood. If you found the conversation to be valuable, make sure to rate us where you listen to podcasts. Also, check out additional content on our website, trainingformanhood.com. That's training, the number four, manhood.com. Until next time, in the words of King David, be strong and show yourself a man.